and I too would like to uh, pass along condolences and sympathies to to the family. The deceased is a woman in her 80s uh, in Cape Breton, uh, and, and like all the other deaths, that's the, that uh, that is the level of information that we will uh, provide publicly. Uh, it, again, it's it's it, it is tragic, and, and it really uh, points out uh, the serious nature of this virus. Uh, and again, uh, to the family, certainly uh, dealing with the death at any time is hard, but especially at a time in COVID where we're asking families not to be together. Uh, so my sympathies again to them. In terms of our, our regular case update, uh, get, we're announcing 27 new cases of COVID-19, uh, which brings us to a total of confirmed cases in Nova Scotia to uh, 606. Currently, we have 11 individuals in hospital. Uh, five of those are in the ICU. We have 177 people now who can be considered to be uh, recovered from their COVID-19 infection. Uh, we have tested 19,506 Nova Scotians and who have come back negative. Um, and in the last 24 hours, yet again, our lab, uh, uh, outstanding work, they processed 966 tests. We, as, as, as I mentioned yesterday, we started reporting uh, the number of uh, cases of COVID-19 in our in our licensed long-term care homes. I, I was incorrect yesterday when I said they're from all of continuing care. Um, I was reading my notes uh, wrong. My apologies on that, but the numbers we report are from long-term care uh, only. Uh, and, and, and we're, we're still refining that, refining that process. Uh, uh, some of the numbers coming in uh, from uh, facilities uh, change over time. So if people are seeing some inconsistencies uh, as we refine this process, uh, we apologize for that. But uh, there's also uh, time lags and, and, and reporting from different agencies as well. But as of today, we now have eight licensed facilities, long-term care facilities with COVID-19 uh, uh, being identified in them. Uh, and that involves in total 55 residents and 43 staff. Um, we continue to support all our long-term care facilities, uh, especially those uh, that may be in outbreak uh, situations. As we close another week, uh, now into mid-April, uh, I just want to take a, a, a couple of minutes to look back uh, of our collective journey. Uh, unfortunately, we're doing it, but our collective journey with this virus, unwanted as it is. Um, as a province and a healthcare system, we have been monitoring and preparing for COVID-19 uh, since January. Uh, that's when we began to have in public health uh, regular uh, phone calls of chief MOHs across the country and our federal colleagues understanding what was happening uh, first in, in China. We began asking international travelers to self-isolate uh, as they came uh, into our province uh, in early February. Uh, and uh, we, as, as, as the virus evolved, uh, spread beyond China, we evolved our screening protocols uh, to match that uh, international situation as well. It was March uh, 15th that Nova Scotia confirmed its first case of COVID-19. Uh, we were had the fortune, uh, I guess, of being the last province with a conf uh, in the country that had a confirmed case. Uh, that was uh, we're lucky in that. It meant that we could learn from our other provinces who would be, who were earlier on in this. It also meant that uh, that we were able to implement uh, the strong measures to shut things down much earlier. 
in our uh, outbreak, if you will, here in this province, uh, as opposed to some other provinces. So we, we close bars and restaurants, uh, implement, uh, put limits on, on, on gathering, ask people to stay home uh, at a point when we had less than 10 cases in the province. So we're seeing some of the benefits of that early action uh, as we uh, this week as we presented some of the modeling where we're we're, we're tracking in a in a place below uh, what the modeling would would project we may be. Uh, we've continued to work to uh, make major shifts in our healthcare uh, system and our education systems uh, to ensure people uh, as much as possible uh, are, are being kept safe. Uh, we're we're uh, keeping people at home as much as possible, but still having the necessary access uh, to virtual learning and to, uh, in many ways, into healthcare. Often that's virtual as well uh, for people. March 22nd, uh, we could declared a state of emergency and we enhanced, uh, necessarily so, the restrictions that, that we put on, on everybody's day-to-day -day lives. As we've done this, our testing capabilities and our uh, approaches uh, by public health in terms of case contact and follow-up have evolved. We are now, as I said earlier this week, we're, we're, we're second in the country just behind Alberta in terms of per capita testing. Um, and that's really, that's very important. All all the evidence says that aggressive, wide testing is a key component of, of getting ahead of this disease when, and, and what needs to happen to that and what we're doing is, is then that, that testing is combined with strong public health measures by the public as well as aggressive and timely follow-up of cases and their close contacts uh, by public health, which is exactly what we're doing. I do want to give a shout out to my public health colleagues. Uh, they are close to my heart. I worked with them for 20 years, often public health goes unrecognized. I know they're stretched right now. Uh, to all the work and people are working very long days. They're, they're not seen, uh, but they're doing tremendous work. And I, I thank all of my public health colleagues uh, for that. We are in a situation, as we presented with our modeling, that while the, the, the virus continues to, uh, to uh, grow, we're in a situation where, where we're able to handle that. Our health system is not uh, being overwhelmed. Uh, and if we can keep doing the things that we're doing, we, we, we should be able to stay within, within that situation. Uh, but it's only, uh, that really is a result of, uh, of the efforts that every Nova Scotian ha has done uh, to allow us to be in, the, in that place. I fully acknowledge how difficult it is, is, for, is for people, for families. We put a lot of restrictions on people. Uh, businesses, families are all feeling the impact of this. Uh, and I want to thank everybody for, for, for doing this. But we just need to point to the fact that uh, we're doing this to ultimately together to save lives. Uh, unfortunately, we've had four Nova Scotians uh, who, who have died. We have uh, an, uh, several others who are in, in intensive care units. But I hope you, everybody can understand that the sacrifices we're all making is helping other Nova Scotians to be alive today, other Nova Scotians from not having to become severely ill and perhaps uh, be in an intensive care unit. We are supporting each other by doing what we're doing. We, we do need to recognize that, uh, you know, we're not out of this yet. Uh, we have weeks of, some weeks of this to come um, that we need to uh, uh, maintain uh, our strong approaches. Um, but I hope, you know, there are 
there, uh, as I talked about last week, there are ways that we are perhaps changing. We're becoming different, but uh, there may be opportunities within all of that. We found new ways in our communities to support one another, new ways within our families. Um, and so uh, while we're in the middle of some of these difficult situations, we have to recognize that uh, we, are, we are being able to avoid some of the more severe uh, challenges that if you look in either, either other provinces and certainly in other countries. Um, that And so we, I think we need to step back for a minute and, and look at each other and say thank you to each other because it's, it's because of the burdens we've been willing to take on and the ways we've been able to support each other even through this that we're ab able to uh, and continuing to do this in the next few weeks is what's going to allow us to come out of this with minimizing the, the impact on the health impacts from this. It's also what will allow us to get out of this uh, as soon as possible. So uh, I just I'll end up by saying again, repeating my my thanks to everybody. Uh, appreciate that as the days and weeks go on, that that what may have uh, you know that this becomes even more challenging as we move into our fifth and and, and sixth week and have a, uh, six weeks and have a few more weeks ahead. But again, if we can all stick with this together, uh, we're supporting each other, minimizing the impacts on our communities, and, and it does will allow us to to get out uh, of this as soon as we can. I've starting to turn my mind. I've had discussions within public health. What are the things we start to do in the next few weeks that we can start to plan out how we might be able to loosen things up? And if we're, if we're successful and in somewhat with luck, but also some of this is in all of our hands. If we all stick with what we need to do for the next few weeks, we're potentially in a position. We're coming into into May and into June. We can start to uh, uh, loosen things up slowly and progressively. But we can. But we want to be able to do that. And as we get into summer, hopefully, we can start to have a, a bit of more of a normal life uh, as we move into uh, summer weather. But again, I'll just end up by saying thank you to everything that Nova Scotians have given up. Thank you for your sacrifices. It's not unrecognized, uh, but I, I, I ask people to stick with, the, stick with us to, uh, for the next few weeks. Let's stick together, and we will come out of this uh, in, in, in a, as I said last week, different. But there may be ways we can come out of this better.